In 2013, we talked about the adult content in Mario games, the adventures of Pete and Pete, aging wrestlers, Alan Moore, Alberta's impressive list of world records, Alisana, Alien Sex, the angry video game nerd, Animorphs, AOL keywords, Archaeopteryx, Arkansas's ban on tattoos, Ashton Kutcher, Atlantic Rim, Avril Lavigne, the Axe Body Spray Battlefield 4 Partnership, Beetlejuice, 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 Being Colorblind, The Benefits of Goat Milk, Biblical Cinema, Bieber Beef, Bill Hicks, Black Friday, Bodie Day, Boxing Day, Busta Rhymes, Caribou, Catatonia, Chuck Klosterman, Christmas, The Conjuring, The Cortland Riots, The Curse of Chucky, Dance Gavin Dance, The Dark Side of the Rainbow, A Dead Space Movie, The Definition of the Word People, The Difference Between HTTP and HTTPS, the Difference Between Satanists and Devil Worshippers, Dinotopia, Disney Princess Politics, Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods, Doctor Who, Dumb Criminals, Edgar Wright, Edna Krabappel, Electronic Cigarettes, Family Guy, Fan Subs, The Fantastic Four, Fantasy Football, Feeney's Filmography, Feral Children, A Fight Between Han Solo and Indiana Jones, Foreign Languages, The Fourth Season of Community, A Friends Reunion, Futurama, Ghost Riders, Goodwill's Shady Business Practices, Gremlins, Guy Fawkes, Halloween, Hanging Munchkins, Monica, HBO programming, a Hellraiser remake, He-Man, Hindi swear words, how to make the day shorter, ice cream, industrial goth metal, the iPod classic, the IRS, James Cameron, Jay-Z's Magna Carta, Holy Grail, Jim Carrey's spiritual side, Johnny Depp's range, the judicial system, Jurassic World, Kevin Smith's new horror movie, Kick-Ass 2, Kim Possible, Kwanzaa, LeBron James, The League, the Lego Batman movie, Lindsay Lohan's budding male equivalent, Little Big Planet, The Living Dead Man, How the Lone Gunman May have predicted September 11th, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, Maleficent, Mariah Carey, Mario's Tanuki Suit, Mass Effect, Maury Povich and Jerry Springer, Michael Myers, Miley Cyrus, the misuse of words such as Diddy and Peruse, M. Night Shyamalan, Monster Movies, Mowgli, Mutant League Football, Naked Haunted Houses, Neil Gaiman, Netscape Navigator, Nicolas Cage, Nickelodeon Gak, Northwest, Pacific Rim 2, Paul Walker, The PlayStation 4, Pokemon The Origin, The Porn Awards, Prison, The Proper Way to Wish Somebody a happy holiday, public exorcisms, racism, reality television, real life mermaids, reboot versus Optimus Prime, Resident Evil 6, The Return of Jack Bauer, The Rugrats, Samus Aran versus Master Chief, Santa Claus, Saved by the Bell, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, The Sims, Sin City, Slimer, The Sorry State of Gaming, South Park, Starbucks Sizes, Steampunk Morgan Freeman, Taco Bell Kids Meals, Thanksgiving, Tim Sale, The Top 20 Songs of 1995, The Troll Hunter, The True Story Behind Alanis Morissette's You Ought to Know, the two different Tony Starks, Underwater Rivers, Unlikely Animal Bonds, The Walking Dead, Water Parks, Wayne of Gotham, Whale Sharks, When the Simpsons Was Still Good, Why Lil Wayne Hates America, The Winter Solstice, The World's First Commercially Available Cyborg, The Xbox One, Yule, Zack Snyder's Man of Steel, and Zen Cones. That's it? I'm not impressed. We gotta pick up the slack. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about in 2014. Fairpoint Podcast at yahoo.com. Com, com. All right, roll for initiative.
I got a three. I got a nine. All right. All right. So I win. You're listening to Fairpoint Podcast. I'm Craig Lewis. I'm Nathan Capacer. And it is cold AF outside. It's what? Uh, uh, cold AF. It kind of sounds like a like a AF. Yeah, it stands for cold Isn't as fuck. the letters? Oh. But if you a- just say really, yeah. <laughs> okay, I haven't heard this one. If you just say cold AF, it kind of sounds like you know Nyquil PM. <laughs> AF. Is that like that's that's what they're saying on the internet? Yeah, stuff yeah, now? that's that's uh, like that's WTF a Facebook jargon. So is that wait wait is that what Dragon Ball AF is? Dragon Ball is fuck. I don't know if you. We can only hope you're not a Dragon Ball Z fan. No, um, not really. Dragon Ball AF was like a hoax, like a fan hoax. I think it was Advanced Fighting or something, but uh, it was like a. <laughs> that's possibly what it could stand for. Supposedly this is... a new series with like Super Saiyan Four and all this shit. Was it? Well, not a game. Or Super Saiyan Once you 5, said advanced fighting, I was I was assuming it was a fighting game. No, it's, a, it's it was supposed to be an anime, but it was it was fake. It was a f- hoax. It was a hoax. It was a hoax AF. I like that. Dragon Ball is fuck. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, well, Dragon Ball is fuck. Cold as fuck. Well, this is episode thirty-four AF. In true internet fashion, we have to overuse it and overuse it very quickly, just so it gets stale AF really soon. Good plan. That plan's good AF. See? See? It's already catching. But, Nathan. Nathan. Please tell me you saw it. Com- uh, Community came back. Oh, yeah, I did. I watched I want to know your other, thoughts. The episodes the other day. The double episodes. Yeah. It was cool. Well, I guess I'd have to say, like, Dan Harmon did a good job putting it back together. It wasn't bad, but at the same time, I mean... I do like it how suffers th- from already being beaten to death. Right. But I do like death. the joke that they were making last last year didn't count. You know, the last year of school that they had. Yeah. Didn't count. And I thought that was that was rather funny because basically they're saying, you know, the season without Harmon didn't count. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> cool. Uh, spoiler alert. I was pretty delighted to see that there was a cameo from Chevy Chase that that surprised me. And yes, I was like, me oh, too. Wow, awesome. Me too. I'm sure he filmed that before he left the show because uh, one of the things I that's excited me the most about it though is that they now have Jonathan Banks on the show, and it seems like he's going to be like a staple. Who's he? He was he the, the, the new the, the other teacher, the shop teacher. Oh, I like that. Whatever dude. he is. Um, he's, no, he was criminal. The criminal teacher that Jeff was palling around. I'm sorry. With? Yeah, yeah. The, the criminal, criminal law teacher, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Did I say shop? Criminology or something? Yeah, you said shop. He teacher looks like a shop teacher. Whatever. That dude was cool. <laughs> I liked him. But yeah, he's. Uh, those are you that like Breaking Bad or watched Breaking Bad, he was Mike, Gus's cleanup guy, basically. Oh, okay, I've never watched From Breaking Bad. He was Bad, wonderful so. in that. He's a great character actor. And I'm, I'm just excited to see what he, what he brings to the table here. I'm sort of sad that Donald Glover's going to be gone. And he's only going to be in five episodes. I don't know how Abed's going to I don't know if you noticed, but they that. made another joke about that between yeah, uh, that Zach funny. Braff and Scrubs. Yeah. I caught it in the trailer, but I didn't realize. I didn't get it. And then when I saw it in the episode, I was like, oh, I get it. Uh, one thing that I am happy to see is Chang being utilized. Ken Jeong being utilized, rather. And Chang being back to normal Chang. Yeah. Which is not. to say abnormal. They're like... <laughs> Oh, I'm not Kevin anymore. I'm back to being Chang. He even made that mention. Yeah, that that was just a horrible waste of that act. It really was, especially... Season. Well, the thing is, it could have been good if they went somewhere with it. And they didn't. They didn't. They just <laughs> let it go. It was just like, oh, you know what? Guess what? I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah, hopefully now that he's back, things are going to Chang around there. <laughs> Thank you.
Okay, I'm sure you've heard that recently we this had... This just in, breaking news. I'm sorry, we interrupt this broadcast. We interrupt this news story. You son of a bitch. For, for breaking <laughs> You're gonna get news. you fired. We've broke 200 likes on our Facebook page. Yay! Celebrate good times. Come on. We will. <laughs> Go there. I was going to say BR 201st like, but that's already happened. We're way past that now. But help Left us. on the back Yeah. Runner. Let's see. We had exactly 200 likes on January 1st. So let's see how much we have at the end of 2014. See how much we can get. 206. No, we've already passed that, but. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. Facebook.com slash Fairpoint Podcast. We now return you to your regularly scheduled news. Uh, Craig. God damn it. I lost where I was. Recently, I'm sure you've heard that we had a winner in the biggest Mega Millions there has been to date, I believe. It was like $648 million. Wow. Two winners, to be exact. Okay. Now, the one, the first person... It's from Georgia. Uh, she immediately, you know, got up and collected it. The second winner stayed absent for about two weeks or so. Wow. And, yeah, just nobody claimed it, but they knew it got hit. They knew somebody picked those numbers. He came forward, and would you like to know what the reason for his absence was in coming forward? Um, let me make a guess. He was... Trapped in a box, undergoing experiments, which involved firing like lasers in and out of it to see if they didn't open the box, if he would be neither alive nor dead. No. Um, he was visiting his uh, family relatives, the Tanners, in Gotham City. No. He was at Fairpoint Podcast Water Explosion. Close, got but got water no. slides and, and stuff. stuff. Do you give up? I never give up. Do you give up on this particular thing? And guessing. Do you think there's a chance that I'll guess it? I mean, at first I thought maybe, but I mean, there's a lot of places yeah, it could have been. There, he just simply Milwaukee. No, he's from California. You know where he was, where he's been this whole time. He never went to Milwaukee. No, it wasn't on his route. He was a truck delivery. Idaho. He was a delivery truck man. Montreal. No, he wasn't some place, Nathan. He just Iceland. He just forgot that he bought a ticket. Oh, okay. And thank God he didn't just throw it out because according to him, Mr. Steve Tran of California, he had just left it on his dresser with a bunch of losing tickets. And for about two and he forgot to bought a ticket for it. And about two weeks later, in the middle of the night, he just woke up and he was like, Holy crap, I didn't check one of my Mega Millions tickets. <laughs> and he checked it and it was a winner. At like three in the morning, he calls his boss up and is like, I'm not gonna come to work. I'm sorry, I just hit the lotto and I'm not coming Tran. to work ever. And I'm like, you know what? Just, Wake you know. up, it's, it's David Bowie. You forgot to check your lottery tickets. The funky, funky tickets. The baby is mine. <laughs> Once we go Bowie, it's just... Ground control to Major Steve. David Bowie, is that you? <laughs> Did you check your tickets, man? No, but I never win that. It's, it's not David Bowie. It's just a freaky, freaky dream. Yeah, so congrats. <laughs> that reenactment brought to you poorly by Fairpoint Podcast. I don't know if you've heard, Craig, but in Oklahoma City, a city of peace. In the Oklahoma State House, the Satanic Temple 
is planning to erect a seven foot tall monument. Is it the only satanic temple? Because you're like, well, the... it's a, yeah, it's a religious group. So there's only one in Oklahoma. No, they're the satanic temple, meaning the group itself. They're actually based in New York. Oh, okay. Okay. They have a chapter in Oklahoma. Yeah. You know, Anton LaVey, like oh, yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're going to build a big statue of Baphomet, you know, the goat headed breasted pentacle on his forehead wings. Okay. Yeah. I see him on, uh, metal albums. Yeah. 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 They're going to build a statue of Baphomet in the Oklahoma state house. At least they want to. A lot in of people are fighting house? them on that. They're just going to have it like in the state house. Well, their perspective is you allowed Christians to put the 10 commandments in is the state house. the Ten Commandments in their state house? Because yes. I, I w- could have sworn that religion should not be Or maybe it's not government. their state house, but it, it's it's on their the state house grounds, at least. I believe if you were to go to the New York state house, would you think they would have the Ten Commandments there? Or is in maybe New York, Oklahoma just, uh, just a more... More liberal state in New York, probably less likely. But they've right. you you have never heard it in the news before, like, you know, debates about... The Ten Commandments being in government. No, I don't hear much from Oklahoma. That was, last, I remember that being a big deal back in like oh five oh six. The last like thing that. I heard about from Oklahoma was like the bombing, but that was like the nineties. Well, the Satanic Temple is trying to raise twenty thousand dollars by January seventeenth. Is that the cost to build the statue, or uh, is that the cost to allow it to be in there? That's to build the monument, which will have Baphomet sitting cross-legged with two smiling children sitting next to him. Oh, now you've gone too far. Well, they say our monument celebrates an unwavering respect for the constitutional values of religious freedom and free expression. Satanism is a fundamental component of the at the genesis of American liberty. Medieval witch hunts taught us to adopt presumption of innocence, secular law, and a more substantive burden of proof. Acknowledging wrongful persecution has helped shape the legal system that preserves the sovereignty of our skeptics, heretics, and the misunderstood. It has shaped a proud culture of tolerance and free inquiry. This is to be a historical marker commemorating the scapegoats, the marginalized, the demonized minority, and the unjustly outcast. I feel like I have to agree with them for one reason and one reason only, because originally I was like... um yeah, well, if you don't want God stuff up in there, you probably shouldn't be able to have Satanist stuff up in there. But when you told me that they have the Ten Commandments in there, I feel like they're almost bound by morality to to allow it to be erect. Like, hey, if you have either either allow them to do that, which will end up allowing you know somebody to put a a Jewish monument up yeah, in there. Why the somebody fuck not? Allowed. Yeah, exactly. The only way you can you can say I you are not allowed to do that is if they go and take down the Ten Commandments. Honestly, either yeah. nothing or anything, as long as, you know, within good taste, I guess. Like, I don't I don't expect you to be allowed to put up, you know, porn, basically like <laughs> Satan porn. But <laughs> and over here is our <laughs> monument to gay Satan bestial porn. As you can see, the man is entering his phallus into. Goat. And that's enough right there. <laughs> Next stop on the trip, you will see the courthouse. You lost me at man. (laughs) Don't you love it when movies break records? Not necessarily. I guess that all depends. All depends, huh? Have you heard of the movie The Wolf of Wall Street? The new Scorsese flick? With Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Yes. Yes, I have heard of it. Okay. I have not seen it myself. I've heard people were up in arms a little bit about it because supposedly it glorifies Wall Street. Oh, really? Which to me, I'm like, Martin Scorsese makes gangster films 
Like right, really, like like come you're on. up in arms about that, but Godfather was perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, obviously this is going to be a seedy lot, greedy people, not exactly you know the top of the morality chain. Yeah, founders of basic grid principles and the record and that they broke. The same people that watch Mad Men, like right, right. The, the fuck. The record that they broke actually goes along those borders. They actually have just recently broken the record for the most F-bombs dropped in a movie. Oh, so Leo's got two big ones under his belt. <laughs> One's an Emmy, yes. I'm saying, no. I'm saying, <laughs> One's an Emmy and the other... One's an Oscar uh, and the other's an F-bomb, whatever. No, no, no. I mean, uh, Django has the record for most uses of the N-word. Oh, so he's got two, yeah, two movies yeah, with and the like, most swear Leonardo words. DiCaprio's like, what the fuck? I play a fucking slave driver, and everyone's like, applaud, you played a good villain. Not really. A lot of people were like, fuck that movie, but I thought it was an awesome movie. I haven't seen um, that one either yet. I heard lots it. of good fantastic. things. I am excited. See, this is my thing Street, with that. dude, and everyone's like, you're glorifying Yeah. This is my thing with Django is as soon as I have like three hours to myself, Dude, I actually watched Where? that movie in pretty much entirety twice in one week. I watched it in its entirety, and then later that week, I stopped by my mom's house, and her and my stepfather were watching it. And I just sat down to like watch the scene with them, and ended up Stayed staying and watching movie. the entire rest of the movie. It's really good. So, apparently, the record is 506 times now, which equates to, because it's a 180-minute film, three hours, about... It equates to 2.8 times every minute. That's fuck AF. That is fucking AF, yes. That is fucking exploitive, deletive AF. I bet we could beat it in this episode. Let's start now. Fuck, 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 fuck. Come on, Craig. See, fuck, now you're just fuck, trying. Fuck, it doesn't fuck. flow naturally. No, you make it sound cool. awful. Just See, the point fuck, of the Wolf fuck, of Wall fuck. Street is that it just if goes we, naturally in the conversation. Dude, if we were saying and it at just... the same time by now, we would have fucking already had been halfway. Fuck, 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 fuck. I don't feel clean right now. Somebody tally that up. This reminds me of like the South Park episode where they're doing shit. How many times they can say shit? They were a little more clever with it. Obviously, we don't have we're not the genius that is Matt Stone and Trey Parker. True, we're not. Apparently, some other geniuses in China have created glow in the dark pigs. Are these live pigs? Yes. There's a picture. Well, what kind or should of I say a picture? Radiation. Do you, like is that that seems like cruelty to animals? Yeah, I, I would think so, but I I don't know. I guess they're not radioactive. They're but they glow bright green in the dark. Do they have pig farms in Japan? Because they don't really have. This was China, Craig. Okay, Come do on, they have pig up, farms in, in China? Probably. I don't know. It's not like in they China, have. They don't have I'm cow farms sure. there. There's pigs all over the place in China. Totally. Is there? It's one of the zodiacs. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, they glow bright green. Supposedly, the scientists are preparing to reveal to the public glow-in-the-dark bunnies and sheep. Is this so all the farmers can keep count of their livestock at night? Or maybe it's for, like, dubstep rave parties. Uh, wub, 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 wub. Release the pigs. Oh, my God! That was supposed to be that. What's that, uh, what's that Skrillex? Oh my god! I don't know. You know I know what, what you're talking about. about. I do. <laughs> the pigs. Oh my god! They're just like dancing. Like, the, the bunnies are on Molly. Just fucking glowing. <laughs> That'd be amazing. 
Yeah, it'd make hunting a lot easier for the bunnies, like people that small game hunt. Just, that would be an awful thing to do to release the glow of the dark animals into the wild. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. They would be dead. They would they would be extinct in no time. They yeah. They just can you imagine though? Like how that would be an awful business strategy. Let's take all this money and invest in making these animals glow just so they'd be killed. Did you hear they also proved the existence of uh, earthquake lights? Have you ever heard of earthquake lights? Supposedly yeah, lights. Yeah, but, but uh, you should explain it. Lights that uh, like kind of come up out of the ground and go up towards the sky during earth, like right before earthquakes and shit. Like they can feel the earthquake and... Yeah. I don't know. I didn't really raise. read it. I just heard so, so people So people know. Yeah. They, they, they know, oh, shit, we should run. Most people probably don't. They're just like, what the fuck? I just saw a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Like something just came up out of the ground and came on. What What is this? Okay, so everybody likes laughing at Michael Bay, correct? Most people. Well, Michael Bay was a guest speaker at the CES con- convention. There's a lot of other like conferences about uh, global consumer technologies and stuff. And there's a new product by Samsung. Is it a transformer? Okay. No, it's a new TV. It's called the Curve. As it sounds, it's basically a curved television to give more of a surround sound experience type thing. Almost like, you know, how like the IMAX is curved. Okay. The big, interesting. I don't think so. I'd he was like brought it, but... in as a guest speaker there, and you know they're asking him questions and whatnot, and immediately the teleprompter blew on him. You know, because it, it was all scripted what he was going to say, and I'm in. he lost his shit. Not like getting mad at the crowd. He just like was dumbfounded. He had no idea what to say. He was stumbling with, uh, uh, uh. uh. Do you want to know what the hard hitting question was that stumped him so fiercely? Yes. What? Is your inspiration in making movies? <laughs> true story. True. true story. Oh my God, I saw the video. I saw the video. He started. He was like, "Well, I like to bring. I like to make a. See, what I do is I have. I like to make a cinematic experience, and for the. I'm sorry, guys. That, Money. M- fucking money, okay? <laughs> fucking money. Next thank, question. Thank God. At least he didn't say that, but he just stopped. I, Fuck I feel this. Like, I'm out of here. I feel like he was on, it was on the tip of his tongue, and he's like, man, I'm so glad he didn't snort that line before I came up and to talk so about did this. Did they just stop? Did they have more questions? Hold on. Or was it the he, last that, question? That, but he stopped himself, and then he goes, I'm sorry. The teleprompter just – the typo just stopped. But I'm whatever. It's okay. I'm going to ad-lib this. Or no, he said he was going to wing it. And then the guy continued. He goes – Okay, so, well, what do you think, you know, the curve of this new TV is going to bring to the audience? Like, how do you think it's going to revolutionize viewing? And he just sits there and he stares off and he goes, you know what, I'm sorry. And he just walked off the stage. No way. (laughs) Yeah, he just, he he was so dumbfounded. He can't even tell people what his inspiration is or how his type of movie making skills would help in watching a television that's curved. Tried to start a slow clap there, but it was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard, dude. That's I just awesome. let you go with it because I don't want to cheapen the moment. <laughs> it's Michael Bay. It's Michael Bay. The, the moment man that's can't going be more to cheapened. destroy the turtles. Who knows? Who cares? Oh, he already did. No, I, what just I love, haven't seen it yet. What I love is I've seen a lot of internet bashing. Not really discussion, but more hating on each other. Like people that are pro this movie and people that are anti this movie. Some people are like, oh gosh, he's just a producer. 
get it in your mind. Like, whatever this dude touches practically turns to boom explosion shit. Have you heard about the supposed leak? And I have a feeling that this is fake uh, about the I did. description of the toys. But it's not. Okay, the thing is, when I read this article, it was it was very false in in what it was describing. It said, this is what the turtles may look like for the movie. That was the tagline that got me in on the Facebook link. Okay. So I did see it. When I read the article, I was like, they're just taking somebody's firsthand experience of witnessing a toy line. Yeah, but the toy line for the movie. Right, but still. So that's the idea is that that's... Since that's the toy line based on the movie, that that might be our, if it's legitimate, our first glimpse into what the turtles are going to look like. I just still think it's misleading as fuck. I was expecting. Well, did you read like what they're supposed to look like? Yes, I did. Like Leo's supposed to look kind of samurai style. Raph kind of like a fighter. uh, Brawler. Muscle bound. With bandages around his legs and his wrists. Mike was the smallest. Uh, He was kind of a, a. stoner slacker you know punk style dude with the i think they said he had a shirt tied around his waist and like jeans and fucking and donnie was was lean tall and lean and supposedly had a bunch of like technology like grafted onto him which it just sounds kind of fan made i don't know yeah we'll see god damn it i know i just know in the back of my mind i'm gonna end up spending money on a movie ticket to go see that movie and be disappointed let me just stop you right there, Craig, before I lose all respect for you. I, I just, there's going to be some sick feeling in me that's saying, I have to see this for myself in theaters. And you know what? I'm going to be like, fuck it. I'm going IMAX 3D. And I'm going to hate you for the rest of my life, Michael Bay. If it looks good, I'll go see it. But but here we are, stating right now. If you really have that sick urge to torture yourself and see it and give in, pirate it. Illegally download it. Don't give them a dime. Craig, you're such a hypocrite. Even though I'm, an, I'm, I'm going to give them a dime, so we can't afford for you guys. We can't to afford also. for everybody to go. Take see one it. for the team, guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it because I have, I'm a glutton for punishment, and I hate myself. So I have Almost to make as sure much that as I hate Michael Bay. I make up for it by everybody else not doing it. Illegally download it, steal it. That's not you making <laughs> up for anything. I'm trying to. I'm just one man. Just the Facts, an RPG or role-playing game, is a game where a person assumes a role and is tasked with a quest through created scenarios via a narrative that guides through the quest. Usually laced with elements of fantasy, choice is one of the biggest factors. These games have a formal set of rules which are often open to interpretation. This can vary based on the type of game played. Whether you are manning a spaceship or questing through a dungeon, the ultimate goal of these games are to have fun. As with any game, that's one thing to keep in mind when you're gaming and you're getting frustrated. Yeah, lots the, of anger the, ruins game, gaming for The point for of everybody. a game is to have fun. So if you're not having fun... Play a different game. Yeah, put the controller down. Put away the dice. Leave the hate at home, peoples. I'm telling you, nothing pisses me off more than beating somebody in like a magic tournament and then having them flip shit. Well, hey, 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 this isn't the CCG episode. This is the RPG episode. We're talking RPG. Yeah, you know me. 
Who down with RPG? Every last on me. I'm glad we busted into that. The roots of RPGs can be traced all the way back to the 16th. The roots of RPGs can be traced all the way back to 16th century Europe. Yeah, like war games and stuff, right? Yeah, even before that, I think it was a lot of performance stuff. Like there were performances that that were acted out. And oh, a, that like uh, yeah, they were basically LARPing and shit. Yeah, but <laughs> not like it, it was. It was something people would go see. I think. But what we now know as modern RPGs began in the 1970s. Yeah, 1974 was a good year for uh, like Dungeons and Dragons, I would say, because I guess that's the year it was born. <laughs> that's the year that it was created, so yeah. it was a good year for it. You know? Mr. Gary Gygax and Dave Arneson came together and brought their two creative minds, a uh, fan of war games mixed with creative fantasy storytelling. Uh, they made Dungeons and Dragons, which is what we would now call a pen and paper game, since there are so many different types of RPGs right. now. Tabletop RPG is what I've always called. Well, them. I would consider like the tabletop more of say like Warhammer and stuff, where you have figures and stuff. Pen and paper is a PNP. Well, maybe a pen and a paper. Lot of people call it a pen and paper is a tabletop is a RPG. I guess you need a tabletop to write on the pen. I mean, <laughs> you don't paper, write on the, on the pen. paper. The pen and the paper. Did, I thought that high school diploma looked oddly forged. The fact that it was just like paper what? wrapped around a pen was my first hint. I don't know what you're talking about. Craig Lewis is on a comment. That's why Craig does a podcast. We've been through this before. His, his inability to write or read just <laughs> makes this his only option. I went to two classes, and once they said you have to write a story, I was like, fuck this shit. I'm out. <laughs> Can I dictate it? <laughs> Can I listen to a story? Is that an available option? Can you give me an A for watching season can one you of just, Dexter? How about, can you just give me an A? Like, is that cool? That's not how it works. I pay you money to come to school and you don't just give me A's? It's press A to continue, teacher. Press A to fucking continue. But each textbook is $300. You don't give me an A for owning one? <laughs> As of right now, all the college kids are up in arms like, yeah, five star ratings. <laughs> that's how that's how it happens. That's how that's how you get it. They're like, man, these guys get it. They know our <laughs> struggles. <laughs> I was once young like you. Yes. sir. So, yeah, uh, Gygax and Arneson, they created a company called TSR to, you know, make this game public. And it took it took fire. Yeah, they, they didn't originally intend to sell that many copies. Yeah, they just thought, you know, send it out to some people, see if we can get a couple people playing the game. Yeah, but it blew up. It had an underground following, like a cult following developer. Who would it. have thought there were that many virgins out there? <laughs> hey, oh, Craig, oh. a lot of people play Dungeons & Dragons. That's, that a, that's an old, outdated stereotype, my good sir. It really is. Uh, I myself have not, ever. Had sex, we know. You are you are wrong, sir. <laughs> and for so many reasons, I could explain why after the podcast. I would rather you didn't. <laughs> I've never played Dungeons & Dragons myself. I had met a few people at other jobs that I worked. One person was actually an experienced uh, DM, which is a dungeon master. You know, the person behind the scenes that's controlling everything. If if you're not familiar enough with RPGs, we should back up a little and explain that generally in the gaming, one 
player is the game master in Dungeons and Dragons, the dungeon master. Right. And they're pretty much God. Like, they control everything that happens in the world. They do all the roles. Yes. All the calculating. They have the maps, the scheme, the direction. They know the story that you're going to... Well, they don't... They know the story that you're going to unfold. Yeah. And then the, the, the other players all play a specific character. Each of them has their own character that grows and develops and becomes more skilled in their trades character if you will yes and uh you know a good game master will allow them the freedom to make decisions and affect the outcome of the campaign a campaign is a gaming session if you will a story unfortunately it doesn't always happen that way at the same time i've heard stories of you know people that knew or played games they were they were turned off of the game itself because a bad dm of course you know somebody who's like nope I'm Human God. nature. And I mean, a lot of times the ruler will have the role behind like a cardboard, like a separation board. And so they could lie about, you know. Well, you, you should have that board. And sometimes well, I know. lying is a useful tool in the Dungeon Master's kit. Sometimes to preserve a good game, you have to. But with a good Dungeon Master, they only do it when they have to. And you'll never know that they did it or even suspect it. Right. Because, you know, if they just try to... I'm saying the line like like always just try to screw the player over, you know. Exactly. That's bad. But there are some times where you it's are like a bad guy. let's say you do just make a phenomenal role that's just like there goes all the dramatic tension of this whole thing I planned out. Sometimes it is Basically, a good yeah, call. Yeah, like you killed the final dragon in one shot. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's, like, it's oh, a good great. call for him to fudge the details a little. Or like if you're just not getting something and you're not going the direction he needed you to go to maybe change it and be like, okay, I'm going to change it, and it's over this way. So, yeah, I knew somebody who was one. And even had rules, like, to get the game going. He would say on the nights we get together, there's no drinking allowed because that just takes away from the game. People stop paying attention, and it fucks everything up. But he had invited me to start, you know, in a game with him. Now, what if I was playing a character that was a drunken character? Well, obviously, he should he should allow you to get into the act, yeah. <laughs> get into the character. Feel this, man. Whether it be a drunkard or a draw elf. It can't be both? A drunken draw. I've heard it pronounced dro. Yes, that's what a lot of people say it as, but technically, the pronunciation is draw. And those are, of course, dark elves. Yep, from the creator's mouth. Of Dungeons & Dragons. Dark elves go back all yes. the way back to Norse mythology. See, he invited me into a game, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to play. And then when I found out, I'm like, I don't have – I can't make a weekly commitment to you, man. I'm sorry. I figured, yeah, I'll come over tonight or whatever and play it. And maybe I will like it, but I can't guarantee I'm going to be free this night. It's like opening up for That's like a bowling league. That's the thing about it. A lot of people make – the game takes forever you know, if you have a good one. And your character, you know, just keep playing your characters, keep building them up. And through it's a lot of fun. And quest for and quest. Just, but yeah, to get people to be able to make a weekly commitment like that, and right? For three, four adults, hours, and usually you know, it's always at night, you know. And you know, yeah. now we're adults. Our work schedules bind us from a lot of things. A lot of people don't have set schedules. Even just to set us up one night a week right. to record a podcast, it's always different. Some days we'll be doing it at noon on a Wednesday. Another and, week we'll do it at you know 10 p.m. on a Thursday. Nine on a Friday. So, of course, Gygax and Arneson made this great game that a lot of people were playing now. And Arneson decided to leave. He 
you know, just didn't want to do it anymore. Something else came up, whatever. So he left, and Gary Gygax paired up with somebody else. So what, did he give the rights of D&D to Gary Gygax? He didn't. He decided he was just leaving. He didn't sell off his share of it or whatever or give all the legal rights to him. He was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm okay, whatever. Then Gygax decided to partner up with Brian Bloom to continue, and they made a fortune off it, you know, and Arneson saw zero dollars of this. But he still owned royalties, which he wasn't given. So there was a huge legal battle between the two of them. They're trying to say, you know, he left. He doesn't have any rights to this anymore. Oh, my God. Can it? Was it like, I'm imagining that it was like a legal battle. They were, yeah, they, had, they were. brought their foam swords to the fucking courtroom and everything. The koosh balls. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm teleporting, I'm teleporting, I'm teleporting, I'm teleporting, I'm teleporting. That's cheating. You haven't gained that ability yet. Finally, after a grueling session of LARPing. <laughs> Legal LARPing. <laughs> Legal LARPing. Legal action role play. <laughs> Arneson finally got <laughs> We did it. We did it. We made it work. Made it twerk. He was finally um, given the rights Turkulies, he was due. Turkulies, Turkulies. <laughs> Sorry, go on. I don't ever want you to do that. <laughs> Just saying. But the problem is, he also now has no more claims to it. He gets the royalties and whatnot, but his name is completely off of everything. And he's almost been forgotten in the community. And Gary Gygax is the one that just gets the praise for it. Like It's almost as if the reworking history to that Gygax just created it on his own. So, Mr. Arneson, thank you for what you did. You helped bring a game to life. We haven't forgotten you. And which one was he? Because wasn't... There was like, I don't know if this was what caused the split, but wasn't there a disagreement between them in how to present the game? And that's why we have Dungeons and Dragons and Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Whereas Dungeons and Dragons is more of a simplified, watered down version. Do this adventure, you know what I mean? Finish it. And Advanced Dungeons and Dragons deals with the minutiae of everything and and maintaining long-term role-playing. Right. Uh, actually, yeah, Arneson would be the simplified, dumber version. Okay, that's that's what I was assuming because obviously A D and D is the part that's still going and uh, yeah, the simple one. Exactly. But uh, uh, the threefold model, have you ever heard of that? Uh, I've heard of plenty of models. I Heidi Klum, I'm asking about Cindy one Crawford. Specific. Well, the threefold model explains how RPGs work. It's like a theory, basically, regarding how role-playing games at their center work, what defines them and motivates them. Uh, basically, there are three main goals in role-playing. I really thought you were. this was like a type of table. No, no, no. <laughs> if you want to imagine it as a diagram, you can imagine it as a triangle with each of these goals at one separate point on the triangle, you know, one separate okay. corner. Uh, drama, game, and simulation. They're all pretty self-explanatory. Uh, drama refers to... The story. Yeah, creating literary elements, um, intriguing adventure, character development, etc., etc. Um, tension, dramatic tension, stuff like that. Game refers to the challenge of it, the difficulties to overcome, you know what I mean? The, obviously, the, the playing out of the numbers and right. you know the, all that, the fights and, and 
the balance of the game and the challenge. Simulation refers to allowing this world to play out allowing according it to, grow, to its, rule, even. its rules and not according to game rules or dramatic influence. And simulation would be like, well, this happened and by these laws of cause and effect, right. this happens. So a good dungeon master, to go back to that point, knows how to balance these three goals. Drama, game, and simulation. So that none of them suffer at the expense of another, but all three are properly represented. So you'd want to be in the center of the triangle, if you would. And at the same time, different game masters have different styles of play. So different game masters, yes, may be represented as different points somewhere in the triangle. Or certain aspects of role-playing may be represented as different points somewhere within the triangle that lean, that, you know, assist one goal, if you will. Uh, of course, there's been a lot of controversy about Dungeons & Dragons what? and role-playing no in general. No way, it's just a game. What's the controversy about? Oh, the stupid shit, man. Is it about porn and video games? No, that's People that, that don't be. understand their own religions getting all pissed off, and supposedly oh. there's been allegations that it's known to cause or encourage suicide, a schizophrenia. Satanism. Satanism, devil worship, summoning of demons. Practice of sorcery and witchcraft. Well, honestly, I do, to to their credit, I do have to say you and I both saw, thought that Harry Potter stuff wasn't real, but apparently uh, Harry people, Potter's not real, Craig. It's a book. No, no, no. Remember according no, to the... Book. Remember according to the teen exorcists from Arizona, they said oh, all man. that shit, they really do spells and shit over in England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Accordingly, according to that, apparently that does happen. Yeah, people, they've... Come after Harry Potter, Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and, it and all Dragons. Seems, it always seems to be Lord of the, the same groups. And listen, right now we are not going to hate on Christianity in itself, but there are sects and groups of people that are so, you know... It's not just Christianity. Far into it. It's any belief system. It's, it's militant. And yes, because this country is founded on a lot of Christian beliefs. So there's more of an opportunity for there to be that type of right. belief-oriented oppression. But it has nothing to do with the actual belief system of Christianity itself. Exactly. It's just like in it's, Muslim it's countries, the there's more take... of an opportunity for Muslim belief-centered oppression. In you know what I mean? And, you know, other, other yeah. countries, you know, where but, there's <laughs> other religions, there's, there's Obviously, more of an opportunity but, for that. I mean, you know, like, like you would think the ones calling it Satanists, and those, like you said, it could be from any of the groups, but they're usually very fundamentalist and they're thinking, uh, stubborn. They take they like you said, they don't understand their own beliefs well enough or really the game itself. And they, t- I mean, or the game itself. And they just take it out. There's on it. deities, uh, demons, stuff like that. Anytime you mention Things that from mythology, which is like, honestly, like you're, you're not respecting the mythologies and the cultures of other people when you're instantly writing anything that concerns this type of thing off. Besides that, like role-playing is a platform for you to play a character. Now, you can play... In Dungeons & Dragons, there's, what, eight eight or nine different alignments? I don't remember how many. I know it's... you know, we yeah. could, I, I could list them all right now, and then we'd know, but I don't feel like it. But you know what I mean? Chaotic good, you know... Chaotic evil, yeah. neutral. How good, many times lawful evil, people you know, people playing are like, 
I'm the you know the the true knight, the good shining knight. Yeah, more or less, you're usually playing you want to be good a hero. characters you're, you're who are triumphing heroes. over evil. Obviously, there is that one you know wacky dude that's like, nope, I'm a dark mage, I'm a blood mage, I. I hate life and everything but without good this on him. game it's fucking storytelling compelling storytelling has characters of all colors just like the real world but at least you know thank god for this game that this person's not out there actually performing this <laughs> stuff he has an outlet to perform it <laughs> right <laughs> and for yes you're reason, right for some reason julian's character just keeps stabbing every bunny rabbit we see <laughs> i don't <laughs> he's understand just, he's skinning it alive <laughs> this is not what these fucking this D20 system was made for. Is this backpack full of dead raccoons? Well, there were a lot of allegations of D&D causing suicides and all this stuff. Uh, one very well-publicized, well-known event uh, dramatized in the popular book and made-for-TV movie Would Mazes that be the Tom Hanks flick? Yeah. Yeah, all, that, all you that didn't know, Tom Hanks was young once, and... He was in a movie called Mazes and Monsters. Yeah, he played uh, 16-year-old James Dallas Egbert III. Best name for a D&D player ever, might I say. <laughs> that's not his... That was the kid's name. That wasn't his character's name. Yeah, not his character. His the For the, ki- the kid, like a kid that plays D&D. James Dallas Egbert III. Great fucking name. Uh, supposedly, Great name. Really, this kid didn't even play D&D. He went into the... Uh, Underneath his school, there was almost like a labyrinth of tunnels, I guess. Like these like utility tunnels Now, are you telling shit. the real story or the dramatized story? This is real. And he, okay. he went down there to commit suicide. And he failed. And he ended up hiding at one of his friend's house. And during this time, the media popularized the story that he got really wrapped up in a live-action interpretation of a D&D game. Right, he lost his mind and he went cuckoo for Cocoa yeah, Puffs. Yeah, got lost down there, lost his mind, and fucking died, or went crazy, or whatever. And that's not at all what happened. There's all sorts of stories that were in the media. There were other ones. It, it's all bullshit. Like, Well, I saw the game. movie, and the only thing I can tell you right now is that Mazes and Monsters is a pretty far-out game. See... Dungeons and Dragons doesn't make you lose your mind and kill people and commit suicide. That's Call of Cthulhu. Or <laughs> that's Cthulhu Munchkin. Well put, man. I have Cthulhu Munchkin, and I lost my mind. I became uh, a cultist Yes, <laughs> rather you... quickly. That was one of the first cards I got. <laughs> In 2004, as recently as 2004, uh, there were some prisoners who were finding solace in their confinement playing Dungeons & Dragons together. Did they get beaten up by the cool jock prisoners? <laughs> they they gave, came up and gave them wedgies. They got shanked. <laughs> they give us your lunch money. We don't have lunch money. Shank with a toothbrush. Give us your commissary. It, commissaries <laughs> don't work like that. I can't just give you my commissary, man. Come on, give me a reasonable Come demand. On, I got man. a cigarette. I'll give you this fucking cigarette. I don't called? smoke. Trade it to someone. But uh, no, they didn't. They didn't. Uh, I don't think anybody would turn down a cigarette in jail. Those are like gold bars. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, currency. what happened was uh, anonymous inmate wrote a letter ratting them out, saying that they were forming a gang. It was four people that were playing this game. Big whoop. Aren't there tons of gangs in prison? 
right? And I've never been worried, there, but they're according worried about the Dungeons and Dragons game. Fuck the Latin Kings. Fuck the KKK. Right. The fucking Aryan Nation. The fucking Black Panthers. Fuck all these gangs in prison that are fucking shanking each other, and you know. They're worried about you know, the, the fucking real party, the traveling party of a bard, a merry dwarf, and a fucking elven archer. And a barbarian barbarian warrior. Well, there were four people playing. One of them had to be the dungeon master. Oh, let's, okay. Let's be realistic here, Craig. Fair enough. I've, I've already forgotten everything about PNP games. Yeah, so uh, prison faculty came and confiscated all the D&D stuff, took it away. The prisoners tried to appeal against it, and... Unfortunately, request in, denied. Yeah, and unfortunately, in 2010, they upheld the ban as a reasonable policy. Yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't want these guys to actually, you know, have an outlet from this madness. They deserve to have this I, hellhole. I honestly can't imagine Dungeons and Dragons having a bad effect on any of these people. Anyone that's that's been jailed for something like I'm not saying Dungeons and Dragons is going to help, but what bad is it going to do? Uh, it depends on the DM, <laughs> right? <laughs> he's, he's Gucci like, no. Mane strangled his dungeon master. He's like, you need to roll higher than a 19 in order to not be immediately killed. You've hit in a trap. So do you, bitch. Oh, God. I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding all over. This all could have been avoided if we just kept the ban. <laughs> Obviously, as video game consoles and games for the PC started to, you know, launch become and become popular, become a pop, <laughs> yes, become created, become an actual thing, become an actual thing. Popular thing. Obviously, the next step would be to transfer to this medium where we now have um all sorts of different RPGs in video games, be it on the PC, on 360, PS4, PS3, Xbox One, you know, all the way back in the, to your freaking Macintosh computer. And what a lot of people don't think about is that these games pretty much fundamentally still run on the same basic principles and engine, if you will, that D&D was built off of and oh, established yeah absolutely like even if you play everything's completely simulated and randomized like you just don't see the dice rolls happening say when you're playing a game and that's what determines whether you have a basic hit a critical hit you know things like that and you got the computer playing the role of the dungeon master doing all those calculations for you do you uh ever did you ever play or hear about zork nope it was the first text-based game, one of the very early setters to an RPG on the computer. Okay. Basically, it would just be a full narrative, and you would type in commands on what for your yeah, character yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of this. I just didn't remember a the lot name of people, Zork at all. You know, uh, one popular thing a lot of people see now is Big Bang Theory, the one main character on that show. Oh, you know, he would be like, oh, tonight is Zork night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. and Ooh, Sheldon? Sheldon, yeah. I hate Big Bang Theory. Honestly, I did at first until I actually gave it a real shot. It's hilarious. They're mocking nerds. How dare they? You know, uh, enough people like, already mock nerds, but it's really fun and heartwarming almost. It's like this mainstream Hollywood's perception of like what it's like to be a nerdy dude. Right. You're you're this cute TV friendly looking 
guy with stylish fucking retro style clothes. Yeah, completely socially awkward. With really hot girls and does manage to maintain a few relationships and you like hang out and make jokes about science and like it's it's so like and you sing songs with like nerdy like references and it's just so like I don't know. Like it, it misses the mark. Somebody that actually has maybe lived that lifestyle should make that show, you know? Oh, you mean the people at CBS didn't live that? I feel like it's just cashing in on like nerdy shit being popular. And popular people that now like nerdy shit being like, this is how nerds live, right? It's so cute. I don't know. I believe what Maybe you're thinking of cynical. is the TBS show, King of the Nerds. I've never seen it. Oh, my God. I don't <laughs> care to. It's a reality I show. I was about to say, that's a reality show. It's right? a reality that's show. That's different. But still, probably the same. Nowadays, computer and console RPGs are divided into two different camps. Uh, the single player or the multiplayer. Yep. Multiplayer usually being an, a giant MMO or massive multiplayer online uh, video game, which would be the World of Warcraft, uh, Warhammer 4000, EverQuest. EverQuest. Remember that? Most of those are – remember that. It's still going, man. It was big back in the uh, late 90s. Yeah. The type of things you normally have a monthly activation fee type stuff for and, and that's to... one thing that you know the video gaming aspect of role-playing revolutionized is there was never a single-player role-playing game before that because how would that work and how would that be fun and yeah because one person are you kidding me now one person could sit in his room turn on the game you know put on final fantasy and live a role-playing game you know with a controller <laughs> Whatever, man. You trying to sell me Final Fantasy games? <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> you know, get it? Because they suck now. Well, you're not pumped for Lightning Returns. You're not going to pre-order it and get the cloud costume for Lightning? I don't know what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Was that English? Is this about Gucci Mane? <laughs> yeah, Lightning Return, man. <laughs> no, are you talking about uh, Final Fantasy fourteen online or Final Fantasy fifteen? No, it? no. It's uh, the new... Final, I think it's the new Final Fantasy Thirteen, Lightning Reborn, or something. Honestly, I had Final Fantasy Thirteen for a total of two weeks. Played three hours into it, and was like, "Is that the one I with Lightning? Like a girl named Lightning?" Yeah, it's the girl. Okay, yeah, yeah. And that's... she's got the uh, the partner who's got a little mini chocobo in his head, in his I afro. Want a chocobo, I don't care if it's mini. It's a baby. Or it's a baby chocobo size. in his afro. I'll take a baby. I'll raise it to be regular size. It has to live in your afro. I don't have an afro. Damn, it can live you're in out like of luck. beautiful golden locks. See, if this was a video game, maybe. But oh my in god, real life, that'd be so dope. There's a possibility it's not a chocobo. Fuck, but I would do anything it's for a, a little baby chocobo, check. dude. Oh my god, can you imagine if I had a chocobo and a Pikachu? Yes, surprisingly, I can. It would be the coolest thing ever. You would be on cloud nine. You'd be like, I don't need anything else in my life. I'm content. Now, there's also two separate sub-camps in the solo player. You have what are known as Western RPGs versus JRPGs, or Japanese RPGs, which, let's face it, they do it better, probably. Uh, as with most video games. The, the Japanese role-playing game tends to be more linear with its storytelling and limited with your choices. 
basically what I'm saying versus the Western RPG, which is, you know, Americanized RPGs, say you might level up in a game, you'll be able to choose how many stat points go to strength, how many stat points go to this and that, you know, okay, agility, yeah. defense. You're thinking shit like Fallout and yes. Borderlands and stuff. Yes, Western RPGs are going to be your Mass Effect series, your Fallout series, your Elder Scrolls series, you know, Skyrim, Oblivion, Morrowind, your Borderlands. I played a lot of Morrowind back in the day. Did you? But yeah, a lot of the difference between Western and JRPGs is the fact that one's more limited in choice and the things you do. Uh, Western ones, you know, all your options are there for you to choose. You can choose to do something else. Uh, You can choose to continue the story. Even in the dialogue, You most of the games, you know, you get your choice of what you want to say in response. JRPGs uh, a lot of times are really convoluted, complicated intense plot narratives. So it has to automatically tell you this is what this guy's going to say. Yeah. (laughs) You can't, there's no, no. Because if you say that now, you're going to fuck up the rest of the game 30 hours down the road. Will you do me a favor, Craig, and describe to me the plot of Final Fantasy VII? No. (laughs) (laughs) Correct answer. Final Fantasy VII is my favorite. I saw great, uh, like, I saw the anime one with Cloud. I defy you to just sit somebody down and just be like, all right, look, this is the story of Final Fantasy VII in a nutshell. Ride around on a chocobo for a few minutes. You know, you meet a fisherman. That's any Final Fantasy <laughs> game. All I can tell you is I saw the anime Final Fantasy movie. Really? With, with Cloud. Eh. Oh, oh, the computer animated one? Yeah. It was really cool, but it did a disservice to the story. Like, Final Fantasy VII doesn't need a sequel. Its right. The story was self-contained, so it kind of cheapened the, the story of the original. But I don't care, because it was a badass movie to watch. I really enjoy watching it. I've seen it a few times. Oh, I only watched it once. It was cool, but it wasn't anything I felt like I would ever see again. Fair enough. Craig, if I just asked you, just on the spot right now... What are your favorite, I don't know, like like your nine favorite RPGs in ranked oh, order? What? On the like, spot? Yeah. Like, oh, God. In really, order really? From, from ninth favorite to first favorite. Like, I don't know. Like, just, you know, on the fly, like, what would you say? I don't think I've ever given that any thought before. But uh, <laughs> maybe if I just pull out this. Uh, top nine list of my favorite RPG games. Do you just carry that in your like inside coat pocket? Like you know what? Times? Normally, people would make fun of me for having this with me at all times, but I bet this you're happy now. Occasion. This is the one time everybody is. See, mom, I knew it'd come in handy one day. I did. I did. All right. Well, let's jump right into this, bitch. Craig Lewis's top nine favorite RPGs. Mind you, these aren't the top nine best RPGs. Favorite. These are his favorites. Favorite. The ones that had the biggest personal effect on him. There are going to be a lot of games I didn't play or I just didn't flat out didn't like that are people's favorites. So fuck off. Number nine. We talked about its predecessors. I would say... The Elder Scrolls Four, Skyrim. Your number nine 
favorite RPG is Skyrim. So it just barely made the list. Just barely. Did you just default it into there since it's supposed to be so great? Or is no? It I honestly it liked it. It was one step away from not making it. Yeah, it was on the cusp with. Uh, there was someone that didn't make it that that yeah, Skyrim it, budged off. Yeah, it actually just edged out Mass Effect Two. Hmm. So I'm sure Mass Effect 3 is somewhere on this list, but I mean, I'm not trying to spoil it. Let's not not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, I really enjoyed Skyrim. It was a fun game to play. You learn there's this one spot in the beginning of the game. If you want to max out your illusion, you can cast a spell, which would be Courage, you know, on another party member, an NPC, which is a non-playable character, and nothing would happen, but you would gain the stat for illusion. Okay. Eventually. So you could sit there for, you know, hours, two or three hours, and max out your illusion just by going to this one guard that never leaves a post. Just keep casting it on him and casting <laughs> it on him, like constantly, and you'll eventually. And that's why I made my list. <laughs> <laughs> that's just one thing I remember doing. I couldn't with it. really get into it because I don't like first person games. Well, you can make it third person. Even their third if person. The third mode person feels awkward. Felt like a first person game. Like it, uh, it still felt like I was controlling. And I think that's the tightness of the the analog sticks, like how the tight the movement is. It's just the way the movement works. Everything. Like I felt like I was controlling the camera still, but there was a little picture of a guy in front of it to make it feel like right. I, it was third right. person, but it was still just the same control scheme, just pulled back a little bit. Like as compared to a platformer where I actively feel like I'm moving this character around on this 3d surface and not seeing through the camera that I'm moving around, you know, I totally understand what you're saying. And I felt that way, but not, maybe not know it, you know, strafing left and right. Right. And all this shit feels like like a mouse movement on a computer. Honestly. Yeah. Number eight, 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 dragon age origins. Ooh, another one I haven't played, but I, I remember when you were playing really good. Yeah, uh, the fighting back. style is weird. That also plays out like a PC game, which is interesting because I hate PC gaming. Uh, I love having the controller. That's and I know I can get a controller for my computer. But Playing on a keyboard is kind of awkward. It yeah. is awkward, especially because, you know, you're not used to really like basically you're typing all the commands with your left and using the viewpoint of the mouse to the right, things like that. It's, it's not it's not my bag, but uh, Dragon Age was a game that came out on the 360. It has an amazing story to it. So immense. They kind of ruined the second one a little bit with the combat, and everything was so repetitive. Every single map was exactly the same. Like, there were four or five different maps. There was a city map. There was a sewers map. There was a forest map. And there was a cave map. And they would have the same exact map constantly for a different place. Each different place. Only one would be like... Front ways, the other way would be backwards. Just reversed, you know? And it was so repetitive, man. In a modern age, like, gaming world, that's not acceptable. No, not at all. Number seven. 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 Mass Effect. Wow. Yeah. Your favorite video game franchise of all time is not your favorite RPG. Is not my favorite RPG. It's weird, isn't it? I think it's more because that is a whole. I think of as... You know, my favorite. Yes, I understand. But 
this individual game doesn't rank as high as, say, other individual games. That's way farther. I honestly didn't expect it to be number one. I didn't expect you to be that predictable, but I did not expect it to be number seven. Expected to be a little higher up. Yeah. Who knows? I just, as much as I love the game itself, I can admit to a lot of its flaws. Uh, like w- the side missions can get a little monotonous uh, when you're in the, you know, you go to different planets on this buggy and you're driving around and a lot of that is kind of bullshit and just boring. But the other things, the, it was like one of the big ones where the choices you make in the game affect outcomes in the future game. You know, I know you've heard that. Yeah, that was fascinating. We you can carry about your that character in, uh, over episode ten. Right, you can carry your character over into the games. It is, yeah. I talked about it a lot on the Mass Effect episode. I rambled on, and probably it was the most boring episode we ever did. But the story itself is is just amazing, and that's why it makes it on there. The combat is fun, and all the different choices yeah, you I make guess, are. Guess if you want to hear more about Mass Effect, go go listen to episode ten. If you want to hear about the story intricately, I will tell you it in episode 10. Right now. (laughs) This is going to be a three-hour podcast, people. So you are Commander (laughs) Shepard. Number six. 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 Kingdoms of Amalur. Reckoning. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've heard of this game. I've seen it played a little bit. Looked it is newer. Cool. Uh, it is extremely fun. It's not that new anymore. It's been not anymore. For a while now. 2011, I think, is when it came out. I don't know. It was run by 3-8 Studios, which eventually got shut down. Mr. Major League pitcher for the Boston Red Sox, Kurt Schilling, owned it, and he is a bad owner. No way. He ran the thing into the ground, filed for bankruptcy, and it's a shame because this game was fantastic. The story itself is penned by my favorite author. R.A. Salvatore? R.A. Salvatore. Uh, Tolkien got me back into reading itself, and it got me into, you know, you know when you find that book that really gets you into it and you find a genre that you just truly love reading about? Sure. Fantasy became a genre that I loved reading about. There was one particular character I fell in love with, and I have to thank my... Uh, my nephew's father for this because he heard that I, you know, had read and just recently finished reading the Lord of the Rings trilogy back when I was in college. And he bought me this book called The Crystal Shard. Is Ari Salvatore's first about, book. Uh, what's his name? Uh, not Demu Borgreer. That's a band. Driss Dorden. <laughs> yeah, Driss Dorden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude. Yeah. Not, so you're Demo not talking Burger about Demo Burger. <laughs> it's a metal band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's cool. He's pretty cool. There used to be a magazine published, two magazines actually, monthly called Dungeon, and the other one was called Dragon. Okay. And Dungeon was for Game Masters, Dungeon Masters, and Dragon was for players. And they would offer hints new things that they can do like all this like you know new equipment all this like stuff like is this going to lead up to Ari Salvatore? Yeah, they they used to uh run comics about Drizzt Dorden in the back of them. Oh, okay, yeah. It's always been it's hard to pronounce his name cuz D R I, you know, apostrophe Z Z T. He was a a dark elf thief yes. type roguish character, right? Uh no, he was a he wasn't a rogue, he was a ranger. Okay, I, he, in the see because I I never read any of the books, so I'm only familiar with him from those comics, and they had a comical edge to them. 
Okay. Yeah, he was he was like a tracker, uh, very in tune with the with the Earth. He did not like his home of the Dark Elves, where you know it was. He was a noble person when he was born, and every all the Dark Elves are generally an awful race of peop of people of elves. They are Fair very enough. mean. You they, racist bastard. Uh, their main god is is a spider of chaos. So that's so fucking creatures. metal, isn't it? Isn't it though? Like, and he left the dark world to come up to the surface, and there was like a big reckoning almost. Like when he finally saw the sun, and it was just he felt liberated, you know. And then it, I he, can see clearly <laughs> now the rain is gone. I love this character. I love this character to death. I would recommend anybody to read the Legend of Dress series or Drizzit. Anybody? Anybody. What please. about somebody that hates fantasy? It'll make you love fantasy. What about somebody who's like, I hate all that pussy elf fairy shit? Huh. Uh, go to a keg stand, bro. Did they got a Madden <laughs> book? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Kingdoms of Amalur. It's an amazing story from a great... That's what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Drizzt DeWerden had a game? He All did. Right. He did. He was actually in a game. It's called Demon Stone. It's on the oh, Xbox. No shit. You, you actually get to play as Drizzt. That's pretty cool. Definitely. Definitely. But that's not on the list. Even though that's probably one of my favorite moments in gaming history, finally playing as Drizzt. Oh, yeah. Number five. Whoa. What, what? what the... Fuck. The fuck Sorry, just happened? <clears throat> Is there a glitch in the system? <clears throat> um, all right. Number five. 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 Knights of Old Republic 2, the Star Wars game. Oh, okay. It was so good. I, I, there's just something about it. The, the, everything from the combat to the story, it, it, was, it was very fun. The ending... I'm not going to spoil, obviously, but I would say it was better than the first ending. The first ending seemed like a cop-out rip-off. What happened? Uh, basically, <laughs> no, I'm not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to rope me into telling you the ending of the stories. Spoiler alert, Craig's number four, 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 four. entry is Chrono Trigger. You son of a bitch. Love I'll Chrono fight Trigger. you right now, you son of a bitch. How is that? No, hold on. We're going to take a quick break from Craig's top nine list to bring you Nathan Kapiser's top one role-playing games. Was it Number Chrono Trigger? One. Chrono Trigger. Get the fuck out of the secret room, bitch. Oh, my God. Are you just mad at this four and not one? Is that what you're mad about? Your top three better be damn good. Jesus Christ. I think I just lost you as a friend. <laughs> I, Chrono Trigger is so high on my list, though. It really is. I consider that very You high. must be so high to put Chrono Trigger so low on your list. Yeah, you see what I did there? A yeah, little word I, I a little did. trickery wordplay and shenanigans. I tell you what. Syntactical shenanigans. Chrono Trigger, however, is a fantastic Absolutely amazing fantastic. fucking RPG. It is the... by many, apparently not all, to be the best RPG ever made. <laughs> I'm sorry, and, uh, Nathan. It was originally on the Super Nintendo. It, it was, was a phenomenal game. It, it was, was the sole reason I purchased a DS. Yeah, it was re-released on first the PlayStation and then the DS. I never owned well the PS One. Yeah. Oh, it's it's phenomenal. It's it's all about time traveling, very Final Fantasy esque, created by Akira Toriyama, 
And a frog king is your best friend. He's not a frog king. He's a frog king in he my heart. He was like a, a page. He was like a learning from a knight, and he got turned into a frog. He definitely wasn't a frog king. He's my frog king. <laughs> frog king of my heart. Number three, which better be fucking good. 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 Lost Odyssey. It was on the 360. Yeah, it's a I've JRPG. It. I don't really know much about it, but uh... oh, it's so good. You're basically an immortal who has a few other immortals, and you're stranded on Earth. You better fucking be if you're trying. No, to there, there's a few. Ahead of Chrono Trigger. No, but it, there's <laughs> there's five immortals, and this guy has made everybody lose their memories, basically. But the point is to come across and learn all your memories and regain your memories. And this, there was one flaw where I felt that. It could have picked up because the cut scenes were absolutely beautiful. The, the cinematography, the graphic designing, everything, the characters was beautiful. Cut scenes were perfect. It was like a really good animated movie. But when the, you find these dreams or memories that you have, it's all in text and you have to just read it to like a music that plays that's usually very indicative of the setting of how you know it's supposed to play out. And it just... Hands down, just uh, recommend 100%. Lost Odyssey, check it out. Number two, and this shit better fucking be good, because you know what? Fuck it. Lost Odyssey can have three. Number three ain't shit. But if Chrono Trigger ain't gonna be number one, I mean, it should probably be number two. So this is the real, you know, fucking number two. It better be good, Cray. Cray, Cray. You know, I'm a Star Wars fan. I have Knights of the Republic 1, the first one. You did not double up and make Knights of the Old Republic 2 your number 2. Wait. No, the first one is number 2. The, the Wait, second number, one is number 5. Did you just spoiler alert your number 1? No, no. Wait, what? I'm so confused. This is way too much math for me right we're now. Number, we're on number 2. The first one the is first number one. Nights of the, the second one is number five. No, the the first one is number two. The second one is number five. We haven't done number one yet. <laughs> I can't keep up with this. So what are we talking about now? Knights of the Old Republic two. The first one. The, <laughs> that was two was five. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, my brain just exploded. Knights of the Old Republic one. Yes, it honestly made it this high up because. It is one of the games wait, wait, wait. that... Wait, wait, wait. Knights of the Old Republic 1? As one. in numerical 1? Or Knights of the Old Republic 1? Like, it's your number 1 on your list at 1 no, the list. No, no. I'm so confused right now. Not, It's not number 1 on my list. Can it's we numbered. just, like... I'm so confused. And, like, maybe we should just stop recording and just pick it back up next week. And get to your number one next week. No, no. You can um, have... Okay, that's it. You know what? Check out the Facebook page. You can have five minutes check to gather your Check out the Twitter page. Check out the YouTube. Check out the Yahoo. Check out the Tumblr. Nathan. Check out the MySpace. Nathan, stop. Check out the Reddit. Nathan, stop. We don't have a MySpace. Check out the stop. Daily Motion. Nathan. Nathan, stop. Check stop. out the Blip. Stop. We don't have that either. Or Daily check Motion. Check out the Instagram. Stumble Upon. No, we don't have another. Check that. out the Stumble nope. Upon. Stop. Nathan, you have five minutes to gather yourself, and then I'm going to continue. We are not going to have you do that for five minutes. All right, wait, what was your number two? 
the first Knights of the Republic video game. And honestly, the reason why it's there is because it was the first RPG that got me back into playing RPGs from when I was a kid on the Xbox. You were a kid when the Xbox was out? I mean, teenager, I guess. No, I I hadn't been playing since I was like, you know, 11, 12. You I didn't, you were I didn't really play. were 12 when the Xbox was out. No, I was 17. I'm saying I hadn't been playing RPGs at that 17? since that point. When you were 17, I was 16. The Xbox was not out. No way. 99. Really? Or 99 or 2000. I was seven. Really? The Xbox? Are you sure? No, how old do you think you were? No, 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 no. Two thousand one. I'm one year younger. Two thousand one. Two thousand one. Yeah, I was seventeen. A lot more likely than ninety nine. I was seventeen, though. I was fifteen in ninety nine. Yeah, you're right. Because yeah. I was sixteen in oh one. Okay. I don't. Wow, the Xbox is really? that old. Yeah, the first Xbox. Oh one. Oh two or oh three was the first time I played this game. The twist was phenomenal. It got me back into RPGs, and I've been playing a lot since then, which is why most of the games on this list are a lot more recent, like within the last eight years. And the number one most favoritist game ever by Craig Lewis, even better than Chrono Trigger, is... is, is, It's a Sega Genesis game. Sega! Any Sega Genesis game? Just insert random Sega Genesis game here. It plays out a lot like chess. Chess Master? No. That's not an RPG. That's a chess no. simulator. No, it's not not Chess Master. You are a party, and you got to stop the, the dark forces. Mario Party? That's not an RPG either. Craig, I don't think you were listening to the last like <laughs> you're, you're massive not, fucking you're not, podcast. You're not getting it. You're not. You're just supposed to listen to me. Okay. It is the first RPG game I actually truly played and fell in love with. Shining Force for the Sega Genesis. Heard a lot about it. Don't know anything about it. Like I said, it's like chess meets Chrono Trigger meets Final Fantasy. That sounds pretty awesome. It The story is, is a little lame, honestly. A lot of it is more nostalgia. Uh, I played it a few years ago. Again, it came out on a little 360 gem called Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection. It is Which on that, and I played it again. And why I say it's like chess is each player, you when you go into battle, there's like a full screen and you has your eight players and then whatever, you know, up above on the other side of the map is the bad guys, however okay. many there are. And depending on what character you are, depends on where you can move and how many spaces you can move. Sure. And you don't get to the battle until you move up everybody enough to meet up with one of the you okay. know, opponents. And at the same point, you want to move people up equally so you can have the healer in the same range as you know the people that are going and attacking. So what you're saying is 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 it's exactly like that Godzilla game on the NES. No, it is it is actually good. Is the point? <laughs> <laughs> well, seeing as it's your number one, and seeing as it's from the classic era of gaming, which I I mean that's my do scene. at least respect that's my that bag. that that's what I'm saying. I is I'm gonna say... have to check it out. I'm gonna have to give it a look see Lou. Lucy yeah, Lou. it's very easy to get a hold of, you know, even if you're just playing on a PS3 or whatever. Eh, I can I can figure this shit out on my computer. There's uh, definitely a ROM for it. I mean, go buy it. There's a, there's a few games that I personally love that I would have put on my list. Had I 9 
that I loved enough to make a list. Fair enough. Well, but you didn't make. Yeah, you would have just had your top four. Uh, one of them, suspiciously absent from your list, was Chrono Trigger. <laughs> it uh, was number four. <laughs> it was not absent. What was absent was Pokemon. Pokemon. I definitely would didn't be. play Pokemon until two years ago. So. I mean, Pokemon Red and Blue is my favorite. Uh, unpopular opinion. I think that Black and White were the best Pokemon entries since the first gen. Most people go for Gold and Silver heart gold or, or heart gold Soul, Soul Silver. Silver. That's the one so I have. Be on there. That's the one I own. Cause, Final you know. Fantasy Seven. I love it. Um, if I had to pick a favorite Final Fantasy, that's it. That's the one that I have the that's most the personal one. attachment to. Fair enough. A lot of people would say, uh, yeah, either 7 or 10. And you know what? Say what you will. I fucking love Mario RPG. I'm not saying anything. Our Mario RPG is great. Yeah, trying to replay it as an adult with not a lot of time. It was on the 64, tough. is that correct? No. Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo? Yes. Interesting. Yeah, totally 3D Super Nintendo. I will never hate on anybody saying a Mario game is their favorite unless they're not really it, a gamer. It was it's not my favorite even RPG, then, but it, it's an amazing you know, RPG. I, obviously, I like Chrono Trigger was your favorite. It had a big effect. Which I I I hit a few nerves not pay, making it my number 1. You know what? This fuck it. Just for your sake, let's bring it back. It's my number 2. Shining Force is my number one. Chrono Trigger is my number two. Changing it. It's official. No, no, Craig. <laughs> Just for Nathan, it's number two. Don't, don't be a John Kerry over here, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I'm not even sure what that's supposed to mean. He changed his mind about things? Either am I. Either am I. If you have any idea, let us know. The best place to hit us up is at Facebook. Facebook.com slash Fairpoint Podcast. Let us know what we meant by that. Likes are so precious. And like the page. We like I said. Message us. We beat two hundred likes. To our timeline. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Apparently it's a lot more important to Craig than it is to me. Guys, you can't see Listen, him now. He's he's falling apart. I'm sorry. He's a broken shell of a man. It's, I have a little something called a theatrical side. I am an actor. And uh, if you would like to act like you give a shit about us, you can. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> go to yeah, iTunes. That's a fair point. And you can subscribe. You can leave a rating. You can you leave a review. Leave a review. Tell us how we're doing. Seriously. Let us know. You can follow us on Twitter at FairPointPod. There will be still similar updates to what's on Facebook. Yeah, you can do all that shit there, too. You can leave us a review and a rating there, too. Just be like, five stars. <laughs> five stars. Be like, excuse me, At sir, can you go and pod. direct this to the iTunes store? No. <laughs> I don't have time for You're that You're doing shit. it wrong, sir. Although I still will retweet, retweet you. Also, send us an email about anything. Questions, episode ideas, corrections to some stupid shit we said lambasting demands us stupid shit we said demands hostage demand no please don't no no hostage no, no, demands no hostage we're not demands. supporting Pretty that much anything but hostage demands like just send us your shit fairpoint podcast at yahoo.com or head on over to youtube subscribe to our youtube channel fairpoint podcast backslash nope you got it backwards <laughs> backslash youtube.com backwards. backslash fairpoint podcast
Yeah, it's pretty much anything slash Fairpoint Podcast. Yeah, basically. But Head please, on over to it. no Fairpoint Podcast slash fan fiction. It it's depends cool. on what we it is. It's cool, we respect it. It really depends on what it is. But it would really weird us out. No, it doesn't depend. As long as it's not like sex. That's what fanfic. slash means. Fan fiction slash? Slash is homosexual like pairings of... Well, sir, this is the first I've ever heard of this for slash of yours. Yeah, it's, 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 yes, no, don't and send it's that nothing, fanfic. No, it's cool. Like, if you're homosexual and you want to write fan fiction about your, like, favorite characters hooking up, whatever, that's your game, that's your game. Please don't do it about us because we're real people and it would make us very uncomfortable. And yeah. I feel like right now I'm just like, although, you know, what would be we're, funny we're going to get finally get it, our first would be fucking great. email and it's going to be Steampunk like Steampunk hey, Morgan guys, Freeman and Bosnian John Travolta. Go dude, ahead. I would totally read a Steampunk Morgan Freeman and Bosnian John Travolta <laughs> slash fan fiction. Dude, I will go gay for a Steampunk Morgan Freeman, Bosnian John Travolta the, slash yeah. fan fiction. Somebody it's out there. Somebody, somebody write do that. it. Somebody will, write it. We will read it on air and hope we don't get sued by either of those people steampunk morgan freeman's we let them both live in the <laughs> we, secret room for like two months like how ungrateful like, would they have to be yeah seriously we, we had them over for the thanksgiving next week we have the granddaddy of all games crash bandicoot close you were like that was like the closest guess i could have thought Pong. You were, a little further even even older think boards Think Ouija board. Not so old. Or older. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, not not Milton Bradley. Judges. I don't know. I just, Wikipedia, anybody? Anybody. Do we got to? No, no, no. Think uh, think white and black pieces. It's always you know, white and black. Always white it the world's not black and white. Or white and black, for that matter. No, we're uh, next week. Come back. We're going to discuss chess. Chess. This is another episode that I think is going to be pretty cool. Pretty dope. Pretty dope. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's an episode of Fairpoint right there. That's what that is. Not yet it's not. We haven't signed out yet. Touche. Fair enough. From the secret room, I am Craig, the level 38 battle mage, Lewis. And I am Nathan, elven thief rogue guy extraordinaire. He didn't say level three. Half that was what elf. he was missing. Half elf thief. Not in real life. I would never steal from somebody, but I'm saying in like, Yeah, it's well it's a game world. world. Yeah, yeah. Game, game world and game world. Yeah, yeah, totally. Now that's an episode of Fairpoint. I wish we could title our episode Fuck AF, but we can't. (laughs) (laughs) We could do something AF.